Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally Wallace and this is my podcast. If this is your first time stopping by, oh, do you know what? I feel like you need a proper welcome. Let me welcome you right off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a regular listener, then fabulous to have you back, darling. Right, different today. It sounds a little bit different for me. I feel a little bit different because I'm actually doing this podcast during the daylight which is not what I normally get a chance to do. Normally, I can have to record my podcasts in the middle of the night. Um, you can hear my child screaming in the background, but he's playing downstairs with his dad. So usually I have to do my podcast in the middle of the night on my own. And today I've actually got the opportunity to be able to do this during the day. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of it. So a bit of a different situation. I don't actually have my Vimto with me. So I normally have like a glass of Vimto. In fact, I've got a can of Diet Coke, but I've um, been burping like a bitch. So I don't think I'm going to be drinking any more of that. Because <laughs> that's not very classy, is it? So you're going to hear loads of different daytime noises around my house. You'll probably hear the next door neighbour mowing his fucking lawn. And then for some reason, there's a fucking fly in this room as well. That little bastard won't piss off. Um, and I have actually got one of the dogs with me. The other one's downstairs. She might piss off in a minute, though, because I don't mind having Honey with me. She's just amazing and she's getting old. And so we're very conscious of that at the moment. And don't get me wrong, I might have to wait for her to leave in a second before I start talking about certain things because she's listening. But um, for those of you who do not know, I've got two Jack Russells. I've got Honey, who is 13 years old, and Milo, who is 11. Now, Honey is not fully Jack Russell. So she, she looks like a, she looks like a very muscular Jack. Okay. So she is a Jack Russell, but she's got staff in her as well. And when I actually bought her, oh my God, I've had honey, I've had honey since she was four weeks old. And I bought her from the back streets of Langworthy Road, which is in Salford. <laughs> it was an experience. But actually, the family who I bought her from were, were really kind. They were really kind and lovely. Um, but when I got her home, I took her straight to the vets like you do. So I took her to the vets and discovered that she was riddled with worms. And they told me that she might not last the night. So I spent £225 to be precise on this little worm ridden Stafford Shibble Terrier. That's what they told me I'd bought in the end because I went in saying, oh, I've just bought this little Jack Russell. And Lisa, actually, who was the first person to see Honey, who is still uh, such a good friend today. In fact, we worked together um, in my social selling business on the side. Um, I'll never forget. She went, oh, you've bought a staff. She's dead northern. She's like, oh, you've bought a staff, you know. And she's got Jack Russells. I went, no, I haven't. I've bought a Jack Russell. She went, that's not a Jack Russell. But um, 
I, I thought, do you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I said, let's just try and do what we can for her. So she had her booster jabs at four weeks anyway. And then this is going to sound quite graphic. I'm sorry if you're not into animals or anything like that, but just bear with me. Anyway, put it this way. She passed the tapeworms or whatever was inside of her. It was vile. I mean, vile. But she uh, she pulled through. She's had some whopping operations, you know, honey has in the 13 years that I've had her. She, oh my God, I've got to tell you this. In our old house, we had an extension and uh, we were getting it decorated and one of the walls downstairs was getting wallpapered. I tell you what, word of warning and a little bit of advice. Do not let your dogs go near wallpaper paste. There is an ingredient in it, which is like antifungal, which basically stops, um, it's, it basically stops it from rotting and getting fungus behind the paper. So what had happened was honey was about 18 months old probably a bit younger than that and she licked the wallpaper paste in the pot of wallpaper paste what the decorator was doing and then um it cemented in her gut and we couldn't work out what was wrong with her we thought she'd been poisoned oh my god it was horrendous so she ended up in intensive care at the vets for about a week in the end they ended up operating cleared out her gut took whatever it was that was in there and they had to actually flush it, I think, and then take a section of it out. Um, and uh, she made a full recovery. Not right away. It was pretty rough, to be honest with you. I had to go, oh my God, I had to go in and see her. Scott refused to go in and see her. He couldn't handle it. So they said to me, bring, we had Milo at this point and he was only a tiny puppy. And they went, bring the puppy in because the puppy will encourage her to want to come home. So I remember sitting in the waiting room, right? Uh, what was our local vets at the time and uh, I've got this beautiful gay couple next to me and they've got Westies like West Highland Terriers and he goes is that, is that your new dog I said yeah but I'm not here with this one I'm, I'm here to see my other one she's not very well so they've told me to bring this like, like the puppy Milo in to try and spur her on and, and give her confidence to try and get her home and they said um, oh I hope she's alright and they were, honestly they were as lovely as anything we had a really good chat about dogs and all sorts of shit like, like doggy people do anyway they opened the door to this little side room which was next to the waiting room and it, and my maiden name is Hudson and we like if you've got pets your pets take your last name and at the time honey was honey hudson so they opened the door and they went a visitor for honey hudson and honey was there emaciated like really bad she'd obviously had i mean she had like blood on her front paws where they'd had loads of cannulas in her trying to get fluids in her and everything and milo as soon as he saw her he was only about six months old started screaming and crying to get to her pissed everywhere pissed all over me ran up to honey and honey was like i couldn't stop crying turned around this gay couple are in fucking tears I couldn't stop crying either. They went, oh my God. Anyway, honey was so excited to see him, but she was so weak. She felt like kept trying to, like she was trying to get to him. Um, and then they said, right, leave them in a room together. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. Honestly, even if you're the hardest person in the world, you would have just been in tears. So I was in tears and I was like, fuck, we really need to get her home. We really need to get her home. And they said, we're not, we want, we're going to take her away from you. No, we want her to see you walk away um, because then that will spur her on. So I had to walk away from her with her watching me. It was shit. I still remember how shit that feeling was today because I remember getting in the car with Milo and just literally been hysterical I was in tears and then I had to phone Scott and I was like oh god it's fucking horrible it was so I'm actually nearly crying thinking about it now it was so bad um but yeah the next day at about eight o'clock in the morning they phoned me and they went oh hello hi is that Sally Hudson I was like yes this is Sally yeah Sally can you hear that noise in the background and honestly you could hear howling and constant barking and I said yeah yeah that's honey she's actually destroyed her bed this morning ripped out her cannula I had a dirty protest and is now determined that she needs to come home I was like yes 
I went, Scott, I've got to go and get her. So I literally just chucked a bra on, ran down and picked her up. She slept for about three days. She slept solidly for three days with Milo. Her scar was massive. It went from a rib cage all the way down to a lady garden. And um, it took her a long time to recover. Like, I mean, and dogs are, I mean, you think that's major surgery for a tiny little Jack Russell slash staff. Um, But yeah, she made a full recovery. Oh my God, I've gone off on one there, haven't I? But if you are a dog owner or a pet owner, you'll know how important they are to your family. So, you know, to think that she was never going to survive at four weeks old when we got her. And then she pulled through after that massive operation. Then since then, she's had two slip discs. She's got a torn cruciate ligament as well. So she doesn't really go out on big walks. She has like these kind of bursts of energy. Um, playing with Milo and playing with Roman and she actually just prefers to sunbathe the whole of the day but she is she's getting old um, but she's not she's not lost her faculties she's we slightly think she might be kind of losing her memory a little bit which can happen Um, so at night when you let her out for a wee you go go on honey go for a wee wee let her out the back door and bless her she stands in the garden she looks at you as if to say and now have I had a piss or not (laughs) no no sweetheart you've not done a wee wee yet have a wee wee. So you just wait when she looks at you and goes, that's right, I've not had a wee, have I? So she has a little wee and then she comes back in. <laughs> She's so cute. And she's a grumpy little shit though because if you sit too close to her, she'll give you a little growl. But yeah, she's adorable. And to have her till 13, I'm so, so honestly, I, we know how grateful we are. She's absolutely incredible. We just hope that we're able to have her for a few more years, 100%. Because don't get me wrong, if Honey starts to have moments where she's not enjoying herself, then you know, I'm, I'm a sensible pet owner. That's all you need to know about me. I don't need to go into any more details than that because I find it heartbreaking. I could even cry about it now. Hang on, let me get my shit together. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. But no, we're really... Oh my God, what's wrong with <laughs> We are really lucky to have her. And if you if you have had pets and stuff, and or you've got them now, then yeah, I guarantee you're probably ever either having a cry in the car right now, or or sat doing the laundry or the laundry or sat doing the washing or whatever it is you're doing. You're thinking, yeah, it's fucking tough. It is, but yeah, we're really lucky to have her. And to be fair, her and Milo are so so well connected. It's uh, yeah, it's been an incredible friendship that they've had, and we know we're really lucky to have had that part of our family as well. Because oh my god, I've got really emotional. I'm so sorry. I'll tell you what, this is as raw as it gets on my podcast. Believe me, I could never do this on the wireless. If I got start fucking crying, I'd get fired. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what, I've had a crazy week. I won't go into it in too much detail, but I have had a bit of a fucking bonkers week. I'm knackered as well. I've I've had a bit of an accident this week. Not major. Oh, basically, I bent down to go and pick up this like I'll be dead honest with you I was putting some Diet Coke in the fridge so it's in the bottom cupboard and as I've bent down to go and get it out of the bottom cupboard I've come up really really quickly and forgot I left the fucking top cupboard open so I've gone into the top cupboard with brute force and the corner of the cupboard has gone under my shoulder blade on my right shoulder holy shit it ripped through my top and I almost took the door off the hinges it is so painful it is con. It's, it's it's. I mean, my shoulder blade is black, but there's like a big mark on it as well, where this this door, corner of this door has gone into my shoulder blade. But it's so swollen. It, I'm just, yeah. I'm in agony with it. Absolute agony with it. And then to top it off, Roman decided to get up in the middle of the night last night. And the only way you can get him back to sleep is by sleeping on his bedroom floor. So I've slept on his bedroom floor with my manky arm and it has made it even worse. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll take him for a swim today because the baby pool is like getting into a jacuzzi with no bubbles, unless you have the odd trump. So I got in there and I was just like, oh, this will be fine. This will be fine. This will be fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> have you ever gone in the baby pool? The baby pool is so warm that you just want to have a sleep in it. So there's me trying to obviously focus on my child. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so nice. <laughs> just feel like it's made it even worse. It's really bad. Honestly, I, I prefer to have a swim in a really cold pool. Like, I like I like the, I like the adult pool, obviously, because I'm a grown woman. But getting in the baby pool, it has to be a certain temperature because obviously the little tiddlers. But getting in there with a with when you're absolutely knackered with a mangled shoulder, yeah, I could have uh, I could have quite happily drifted off with a pina colada. It'd been like club 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 tropicana at the David Lloyd. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was absolute agony. Oh, I'll tell you what about cold swimming, though. I would love, I, I see this all the time, okay, on my on my social media feed about people doing ice swimming. And I think it was Wim Hof that started it all off, wasn't he? Like, I'm the ice swimming man and all this sort of behaviour. But I live in Cheshire and next next to Derbyshire. Now, there is a lot of people who are swimming in reservoirs in Derbyshire or going for walks in Snowdon, because obviously I'm right next to Wales as well, and finding little natural brooks and waterfalls and just stripping off into the swimsuits, getting out of the walking gear and having a little swim. I think I want to do this. I think I want to do this cold water swimming. I don't want to do it on my own, obviously. I want to do it with somebody who knows the shit. But the more and more I see people doing it, I think, I want to do that. I want to do that. I, I, I struggle to have cold showers. And Scott, my husband, loves a cold shower. Like, literally, he loves a good cold shower. But I, apparently, you're supposed to have a hot shower, aren't you? And then turn it on freezing cold. No, that doesn't happen for me. I'm, oh, God. I did try it the other day, but I was like, fuck yeah, I was freezing. I was absolutely freezing. And in the winter, I couldn't do it at all. But I think as the weather's picking up a bit now and it's a lovely day today, I think I could actually go to one of these cold water swimming places like the reservoir. So, yeah, it's something I'm going to start to look into. I tell you what, if it's something that you've done and you live in the north, because I, I don't mind traveling a little bit if I need to go to Yorkshire or wherever. I honestly don't mind going to Snowdon because I bloody love Wales. We have such a good time there. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm well up for going somewhere for it. And obviously, I'm not going to travel too far. But, yeah, if there's somewhere that you can recommend that's locally around the northwest then, or, or somewhere where you've been, because there used to be this incredible incredible place where I used to live in Newcastle. I think it's called Kilderwater, is it? I think so. Oh, I can't remember. I always, Anyway, I used to go there, but never used to go in it. So yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And when I was a kid, um, and you might be able to relate to this, I used to swim in rivers. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do it anymore, are you? But we always swam in the local river. It was just like the normal thing to do. It was, I know, it's crazy when I look back now, because if Roman said to me, I'm just going to go for a swim in the river, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, son? What are you going to the river for? <laughs> we have a gym membership. But yeah, we used to just go swimming in the river. And I remember as kids, me and my sister, we'd get our bikes together, get rucksacks on it. We'd have like these big inner tubes as well. And my mum would say, where are you lot going? Oh, we're just going swimming in the river. Okay, don't be too late. <laughs> So we used to go down to the river, stick these inflatables in the river. And literally the river was, it wasn't huge, the river that was near, in our village, but it was quite a, it was quite a good one. There was a massive fish in there, like huge trout in there. Um, we just used to go down the river. You could go for a couple of miles down the river on your inner tube as well. And then you obviously you'd have to walk back up the river um, to go and get your bike. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go to the river all the time. 
I think there's loads of people that used to swim in rivers that are sort of around my age, but I don't know anybody who does it anymore or who goes river swimming with their kids. Yeah, so I'm well up for going to a reservoir. That wouldn't bother me at all. And I'd probably have my sort of minute of madness where I start thinking, oh God, what's at the bottom of here? Because I do that a lot. I've talked about that a lot before when I see canals. I've got this thing about canals that there's like bodies at the bottom of them, shopping trolleys and like an old Ford Cortina. But... I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably get over that pretty quickly. If there was somebody with me there, I think I'd probably do it. But yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. I would honestly, I'm well up for it. Yeah. So any suggestions, I'd be really welcome. Hey, get a hold of me on social media. Really easy to find. Instagram, I'm at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And then if you are on Facebook, if you actually go to Facebook and I think it is if you just type in Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, you can find me because that's my URL. But for some reason, the name still comes up as Sally Wallace, but it's a page. There's a page there and it's got all uh, all my weird shit on that I tend to post, but I'm sure you'll find it very enjoyable. I'll look forward to that then, actually. I really will love it. No, seriously, I'm being serious. If you send me some recommendations, I'll really look forward to that. I'll uh, I'll make sure that I read them and, uh, and message you back. Um, I've uh, I've been bothered by something this week and I've realised that it's pathetic. I've realised that my behaviour about it has just been ridiculous. But I can't be alone on this. And this is my whole point. This Surely I am not the only person who feels like this about these certain things that just boil my piss. That's how I'd like to describe it. <laughs> they just bother me. Okay, this is the num- this is the first one. The toothpaste. Okay, this is pathetic. I know it. Listen, I'm a grown woman. I do an awful lot of self-development work. I know this is pathetic, okay? But for some reason, yes, it annoys me. The toothpaste in the cupboard. We don't have one of those tubes. It's in the plastic tubes with the pump on the top. We have a, a tube that you squeeze and you, you get your toothpaste out of the, the exit hole, as I like to call it. Now, I like all the toothpaste to be towards the exit, my husband doesn't. He doesn't give a shit about toothpaste etiquette. He literally just grabs hold of the tube, squeezes it in the middle, gets it onto a toothbrush and then just throws it back in the cupboard. So then when I come to use the toothpaste, it just looks a mess. And it's pathetic. I know, I know it's pathetic. I know it's pathetic. But I said, do you know what, babe, can you just, can you just try and push the toothpaste up to the exit? And he was like, <laughs> I mean, I actually now saying it, it is ridiculous, isn't it? And you push the toothpaste up to the exit. I mean, what is wrong with me? <laughs> That's how much of a dick I sound. And he was like, what? What do you mean? What? What's wrong? I was like, well, it's just that, you, you know, you, the toothpaste is just all over the tube inside of it. And? And I get it. I get it. I guess it's just, it would look nice if the toothpaste was close to the exit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, he's so like, oh, sorry, shut up. Anyway, so he's obviously done it again. And I just said, just get the fucking toothpaste towards the exit. <laughs> I'm laughing about it now. Anyway, that's one thing. It bothers the life out of me. I don't know why. I just need to build a bridge and get over it because it's really not that big a deal, is it? Okay, here's another thing. And this is, this is, this I've actually noticed that quite a few people have a bit of a, not an issue with, but find it like a bit of a moment. Drawers being left open. Okay, now Helen, who I've been working with recently, is exactly the same as me because we've had a conversation about this. When people leave drawers open in cupboards, you know, like where your drawers be, like your knicker drawer and the t-shirt drawer. Why have you left it open? Just close the drawer. Close the drawer. Close the drawer. And another thing, why is your wardrobe open? Just shut the doors. The doors in the wardrobe do not need to be open. Just close the doors in the wardrobe. 
But this is my big one. The doors left open downstairs at night. Now, apparently this is an issue that I have that I need to get over. But I just like when at the end of an evening, I like to lock the house up and I like to shut all the doors. I don't shut the kitchen door through to the hallway because the dogs are in there and they've got a baby gate. So that's fine. They've got their baby gate. But I like to close the living room door. We've got an office. I shut the office door. I just like to shut the downstairs toilet door. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing more. I don't know why. <laughs> I said like a fucking psycho. She's a psycho. That's me. I just don't know why. But when I come down in the morning, I'm like, oh god, is that the fucking living room door open again? Why does that bother me? I have no idea why. Why well, don't know why? Honestly, I don't know why. But it has to be closed at night. Scott thinks it's hilarious. And now talking about it, of course, I find it funny. Where does it come from? I don't know. I'll probably get to the bottom of it with my little, you know, when I go into my little world, get on my Shakti mat and <laughs> light some Palo Santo. I'll be like, oh, that's where that comes from. That's interesting. <laughs> But now talking about it, I know it's crazy, but it's just these little things that could just, like I said, heat one's urine or urine, uh, whatever you like to call it, fluids. And yeah, it just gets on my tits a bit. But am I the only person who thinks like this? Drawers open, cupboard doors open, leaving living room doors open at night. No, just close them. Just close them. And honestly, I know it's not a big deal, but it's obviously something there, isn't there, that used to... I don't know what the fuck it is, to be honest with you. But it's almost like a... I don't know. Do you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it anymore because I've actually annoyed myself. (laughs) Again... Whilst you're, whilst you're telling me to, where to go cold water swimming, just please let me know if it's something that bothers the life out of you. Or maybe you've got the same mindset of my husband and your other half is as nutty as batshit like I am. <laughs> oh my God, as nutty as batshit. Listen to this. This is crazy. I have realised I am one of those mums who sniffs ass. No shit. Yes, I am one of those mothers who goes around sniffing their child's bum to see if they've had a poo. Now, there was a really strong smell of fart in our kitchen the other day. And of course, living with a two Jack Russells who are now pensioners and a toddler, it could have come from anywhere. But I literally caught my phone... <sniffs> Somebody had a poo? Is there a poo in here? If somebody had a poo? And when a fart's been lingering for a while, it's like, hang on a minute. So I've checked to see if one of the dogs has obviously made a bit of a mistake in the house. And then I actually found myself, poor Roman, bending down and going, no, it's not you, darling. Sniffing Roman's arse. <laughs> he looked at me he said to say, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just going to carry on, mother, for many more years. <laughs> Yes, I sniff my child's ass, and then I stopped doing it. I thought, "Why am I sniffing his ass? Poor kid." I've actually gone up to him and sniffed his ass. Um, obviously, he hadn't had a poo. The funny thing is, he is a good farter, so it, actually, it would have been my own fault if I actually sniffed and he released one, <laughs> squeezed some cheese at the same time, because <laughs> he doesn't hold back. Believe me, he is my child. Um, but yeah, I, I am an ass sniffing, an ass sniffing mum. He's not potty trained yet, you see. So, and I'm not going to rush him into it. I want him to be able to take his time. He knows where it is. He knows what to do. Um, he'll do it in his own time. So yeah, I um. It actually wasn't him. I think one of the dogs had farted in the end. So I felt really sorry for him. But I think he's going to become quite conscious of me sniffing his ass in the near future. So it's going to it's going to have to stop because it's. <laughs> I hope I've not done it in public. This is how weird it sounds, doesn't it? Because 
I actually caught myself doing it the other day and thought, shit, have I actually done that outside the house? Sniffed his ass, like at a park or something. Gone, mm, what's that smell? Oh, hang on. Roman, let me just sniff your ass. No, I know I haven't. I can't have done it. But you see, when we're, when we're kind of in the subconscious world of mum life, you do do some weird shit. You really do do some weird shit. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm an ass sniffer and I, I, <laughs> I'm an ass sniffer who can't cope with doors being open. <laughs> Stop squeezing the fucking toothpaste. <laughs> I need to get a grip of this shit, I'm telling you. Right, do you know what? I had every intention of just doing a, a short podcast today, but obviously that's not the way that it's worked out in the end. So um, sorry about that, but I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, it's actually lovely to do a podcast with the sun shining, to be honest. So um, if you are on social media, please do give me a follow. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thank Thank you so much for stopping by. And if you are coming back week after week, I can't tell you how grateful I am for all of your support. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure that you give me a five star review. If you listen on Spotify, you can leave a five star review on Spotify. Just give me five star rating or Apple. You can leave five stars and then write a review as well. Wonderful. Also, just leave your at in there for your Instagram account. So then what I can do is I can then post it to my stories on Instagram and make sure that I'm including you in on it too, because that's what I want to do. Share some love. That's how I think it works. That's how I know it works. So yeah, make sure that you leave me some love and I'll leave you some love in return. Uh, Coming up very soon, I'm going to be doing two podcasts a week and I honestly cannot wait. I'm really looking forward to it. So find me on social media with at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Leave some love. Get make sure that you leave me a review you can also find me on facebook just with sally wallace adventures of a geriatric mum have a wonderful week if you are outside today enjoy the weather fingers crossed it's going to get much much better from here onwards make sure that you keep smiling and uh, i'll see you very soon thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast find me on instagram and facebook at adventures of a geriatric mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.